Hey, honey, want to try something different this weekend? Ooh, what do you have in mind? Have you ever role-played before? Uh, you mean like whips and all that other scary stuff? Oh, no, I'm talking about rolling some dice and playing some Dungeons and Dragons. Or even trying something like a cool new board game or a collectible card game like Magic the Gathering. Oh, that sounds way better than the other thing. <laughs> NobleKnight.com is your one-stop shop for all things role-playing, board, wargaming, and collectible card games. Noble Knight Games is committed to providing you with the best possible selection of new and used products with a selection of over 100,000. Everything on the site is in stock and ready to ship to you worldwide. Discounts are available, and you can expect reasonable prices for rare items. You can even sell or trade your stuff to them. NobleKnight.com, where out of print is available again. So I can be the elf this time, right? Oh, honey. <laughs> Throughout the ages, there have been heroes and warriors who have embarked on quests to save faraway lands and free the people from would-be conquerors. With dice and not a lot of common sense in various role-playing games. Today, our legends come from the halls of This Week in Geek. An unlikely group of nerdy adventurers armed with some pretty stupid ideas and a horseshoe up their butts come together to save the day in These Warriors Are Terrible. Seriously, these are the guys we're going to go with? I want to be the very best like no one ever was To catch them is my real quest to train them is my cause I will travel across the land Searching far and wide It's Pokemon to understand The power that's inside Pokemon, gotta catch them as you and me I know it's my destiny Only my best friend In a world we must defend Pokemon, what's so true our courage will pull us through You teach me and I'll teach you Pokemon! Gotta catch them all! You guys are... You guys are such fanboys, my god! And fangirls! And fangirls! Alright, welcome out to These Warriors Are Terrible Debrief Edition for Pokemon! I am Steve Snowball Sailor, and I want to uh, say that this episode should, would not be possible without OffworldDesign.com. Be able to get some great merch. Use coupon code BROHOOVES at checkout for a discount. And also, NobleNight.com, where out of print is available again. And we did not get this Pokemon tabletop adventures game from Noble Knight, but we have done a several uh, These Words of Terribles with several books from the Noble Knight, and they are amazing. Um, be able to go check them out for a lot of amazing books. Now, let's get right into the thick of it. Gotta catch them all! Pokemon! Alright. <laughs> hey guys. <laughs> So thank you for partaking in my little adventure. Yeah, oh first, well, first let's introduce ourselves. Uh, thank you so much. We have to give major props to Julian Spillane, RGM, and uh, we're gonna go around table and introduce ourselves and kind of you know just kind of quick here. Actually, first a big big round of applause for Professor Oak, Justin E. <laughs> Oh, you'll make me blush. <laughs> <laughs> uh, more like Gilbert Godfrey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you'll make me it's blush. Late. His voice hurts. All I've right. been yelling for four hours. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. Uh, all right. So first off, we have joining us around this really lo- large uh, round table. Um, we have Julian GM Master Poke Master. I don't know Spillane. I'm out of nicknames. <laughs> Justin, I didn't actually play this game at all. Ecock. Uh, Shane Flynn, more commonly known as William Escott. Or the traitor. The traitor trainer. The traitor trainer. Traitor with the Zapdos. Whatever. Shane, I fucking hate that guy Flynn. That's good. Ori Falconer. Cassie Caspella Choo Choo. Erica Sailor Senshi Sabo. And Steve Snowball Sailor. And so, all right. Well, let's go Let's go around the table. I mean, first off, again, and we have to say, like, uh, this This is the first time we get to hear uh, Julian uh, GM uh, a game with us. And 
I'm going to say, as a non-Pokemon fan, that it, this was fun as fuck. <laughs> uh, I it was it, I was after the first episode that I got to really enjoy it. Um, and being like, we'll get into your thoughts, obviously, like when as as being fanboys and fangirls of Pokemon and growing up with this. Like, sadly, I did not grow up with this. I wish I did, but it was something that just kind of passed me by. It was I I don't know whether maybe I was just a little bit older or not. But uh, being in this world and being in the world, Julian, that you created for it uh, and the story, like I didn't have to necessarily know everything about Pokemon to to uh, understand the story. Like there was some definitely some parallels to different things that I kind of rocked on to. But I think uh, your lack I of it. knowledge actually helped make the story so much more insane. Because <laughs> really? you were doing things that no trainer would ever right. dare. Yeah. Oh. I gotta stab the trainer <laughs> for hurting my bonus It was, sword. It was amazing. It was amazing that <laughs> okay. you had absolutely no idea what you were doing. And it everyone just in the room is going, awesome oh my god. You're such a psychopath. Well, uh, all right. Well, then I'm going right. to publicly apologize to any fan that if I offended you in any way, I didn't know. No, no, it was awesome. No, it was perfect. It was okay. amazing. You played your character really well in that sense because you had absolutely no idea what the outside world was like. Yeah. yeah. You made me cringe, You're and little, that's a good thing. Little yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, for anyone who's thinking that violent video games is the destruction of our youth, your character in this world of Pokemon who grew up with Anemon, yes. the... the, the simulated role-playing game where you collect things called animals yeah. in the backwaters of a place known as Montana. Yeah, of um, course. Yeah, you were a corrupted, twisted little young guy. <laughs> Apparently. So, so word to the why, I feel like, I, like I'm a little bit of a masochist because I decided to uh, GM a four-hour campaign for the first time in my life um, in an RPG system that's made by fans that I've never played before. So that was, a, it was kind of a... I, I, it could have gone much worse. Less than 24 yeah. hours after you got off an airplane from L.A. That's yeah, correct. Really? Yeah. So, yeah. I am surprised. Actually, Julie and I are awake right now. Yeah. There's lots of you, Red Bull sir. cans scattered yeah. on this side of the yeah, table. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I I, uh, I thought this was a lot of fun. I had a lot of laughs. You guys handled it really well. I um, yeah. I made up a lot of shit. Uh, the problem – so I, I recommend everyone who's a Pokemon fan to actually check this out. It's uh, PokemonTabletop.com. Uh, is where you can find it. It's it's open source. It's uh, a really great community project. But uh, man, you need to do some like finagling with the rules because it's very um, disparate. There's a lot of stuff going on, and well, like, it's combining a lot of the generations of Pokemon. It's not just first gen, right? Yeah, using G1 we was, was a little difficult because there's a lot of rules and things they changed in mechanics. Um, I also just cut out things like Pokemon breeding that doesn't exist, Pokemon qualities and like, you know, their 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 attributes and those types of things beyond type. Natures, just, natures. EVs, IVs. I, I threw those out. They didn't make sense for, in the sake of this campaign. Uh, I'm glad I kept it to what it was and uh, I, I left it pretty freeform. I think that in a way that's kind of you, you sort of almost have to do that whenever whatever game you decide to GM. I mean, I know I did that with the Matrix that I had to basically like, okay, you know, I'm cutting out everything from the sequels and just keep the the, the first movie alive. And so a lot of stuff got thrown out. And I think even playing like D and D, there's definitely certain things that you would just sort of knock out. Oh yeah, absolutely. Even when we played Pathfinder, it was core rule book only. And, yeah, and it's sort of. You, you, Especially when you're the one writing the story for the game and you're going, yeah. this is your world and you get to choose what is going to be in your world. You get to choose if Team Rocket's going to have automatic weapons. You yeah. know, like you get to change it and craft it into your own universe. And the uh, there's nothing wrong with going, now. Nah, we're not doing this, we're not doing this. One thing, breeding would have made no sense in a four-hour campaign. No. Uh, uh, mm -hmm. Pokemon types and, and getting really in deep, there was no time for that. Yeah. We just had to get in there, fuck shit up, and then move on. Because I, yeah, I think that in a way, like, we've a lot of people, a lot of groups will have house rules. And I think, at least for these wars, are terrible. Our house rules that you, we have four hours to get this game done. Yeah. New house rule. No more shopping. No shops. No yeah. shops. Yeah, yeah, no more shops. I'm sorry about that, that audience. I did the same thing with Paranoia. Yeah. We got so stuck in the market when we did Paranoia, it took yeah. an entire hour. Yeah. So for, for the, We've learned a lesson. For the listeners out there who uh, might be Pokemon fans, you might be wondering why Team Rocket had assault rifles, why this was a... Um, <laughs> why did they have pistols? Why this was a bit darker. Um, the, the ethos behind it was, was that the game Pokemon is great because it's a constrained set of rules, but when you're playing a freeform campaign... Um, 
there's no real reason that wild animals would behave by trainer law or criminals, criminal masterminds who are taking over governments and infiltrating things wouldn't have weapons or like scruples. So like we had to create a way to instill fear in the players. If if no Pokemon could die and you could never die, what's the point? What's the challenge? Just start again, right? Like Well, it, we do it, get upset whenever a Pokemon died, obviously. I mean yeah, poor and, Weedle. And what I'm saying, but in the game in the game Pokemon we don't never die. Named you. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah. Um it was it was crazy. A lot of stuff went on behind the scenes for this game because I uh I didn't want this to be a table lookup game, and the problem is there's a, a lot of tables between the the GM guide and the player handbook and the Pokédex. It's something like a thousand pages, um, and I didn't want to be doing lookups. So I built tools to generate Pokemon, and I appropriated a tool to generate trainers and a, and a, and a Pokédex. Wait, which was wait, made. wait, hold on a second. You actually created your own tools, programming wise, to be able to do all this? Yeah, just Excel spreadsheets and stuff. Wow, it's like Excel tools. That's just, it just made my life so much easier. That's, that's some dedication, dude. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. this might be the first time anyone has DM'd using a computer, and these warriors are terrible. Is that maybe uh, accurate or not? No, it's accurate. Yeah, we haven't really. I mean, we've used computers to be able to like. I've had stuff to look up things, but I never really. If you're just looking at a PDF file, or yeah, whatever. to look up whatever's in the book. So I, I yeah. actually um, stat rolled with the exception of Brock, um, Blaine, um, and any other like and Gary. I stat rolled everything on the fly. So wow. that's how useful these tools were. Like I was stat rolling trainers. Oh, and I made dummy templates for rocket grunts and stuff. Mm-hmm. But it, a lot of it was just like slot in Pokemon here. Do you mind if we can talk about this off there? I don't know, but do you mind if we put the like. Uh, this up online for people that want to be able to do that? Or? Yeah, sure. I'll also, like, I'll, I'll integrate back into the Pokemon tabletop community. We'll deal with that, but yeah, for sure. sure. Yeah. So, so yeah, what do you guys think? Enough of, enough of me. Yeah, uh, we'll go around in a circle. Uh, Erica? Uh, first off, amazing campaign. I have to say, I really like how you infused um, a sense of reality in a game that I grew up with. I, uh, I mean, I've been playing Pokemon since I was nine, been collecting the cards, uh, you know, read the comics. And, you know, it's funny because as a kid, it's just, it's such a different experience, but you still know that there's a lot of serious stuff going on. Like, there's a lot of, like, undertones to, you know, like, even the Mew and Mewtwo thing, it was one of those things where it's like, there's definitely a lot of dark elements going mm-hmm. on in there, and we really did get to experience that more and experience the reality of it through your campaign and I think that's what I liked most about it and yet there was still that sense of unknown and not really knowing like exactly how all of this came to be I had a really great time and I think everyone had a really great time with it too and it was just so much fun playing and getting really immersed in this and like hating you guys sometimes and loving you guys and just (laughs) you know like really really getting into it and for a series so near and dear to me like that's you know, it just kind of blew my mind. So, so this is kind of really like cool. this is kind of like the adult version of Pokemon, but like it satisfies your inner childhood. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, cool. Absolutely. Thank you. Um, yeah. yeah uh, well, I was going to say something, and my my brain just died from all those compliments. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Disable. <laughs> On the subject of Giovanni, yeah, if, I really wish I had like another four hours for you guys to get and deal with him because. Uh, He's got some crazy um, shit up his sleeve. There's always a sequel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's definitely always a sequel. Uh, Cassie, what would you think? I want more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I want more Done. of this. This Okay. So, I mean, this, and I'm probably slightly biased because I'm a gigantic Pokemon nerd, and I was the person that suggested that we do this I was like, I was like, you guys, you know what I would love to do? I would love to freaking do a Pokemon campaign. I would lose my mind. It was great because Julian, uh, Cassie, and I were sitting at lunch one, uh, like not even like two, three Sundays ago or something like that. And she was like, we were like kind of figuring out, okay, what can we do next? We hadn't really figured out what to record for at least the Toronto uh, version of the uh, crew for uh, these words are terrible. And all of a sudden, like Cassie, like gets sits up and she's like. We should do Pokemon. I and didn't then think we'd like, actually do it. Yeah. I didn't think I didn't think we'd actually do it. I had no idea. I was like, it would be the most amazing thing. It would blow my mind. I didn't think we'd actually do it. And, and then, then we've done it. And then once again, Julian, <laughs> with the power of, of the internet, uh, found uh, like within minutes a Pokemon open sourced tabletop adventures. Similar how we did. We found we, he found the Matrix, and we're like. Yes, yeah. let's let's do it. I got I got super super starry eyed when when Julian was like, oh man, I would I would love to DM that. I'm like, really, really? Can we can we do that? Yeah. And and 
And it's probably because it hits so close to home with me because, like, I've been playing Pokemon ever since Pokemon was popular. Like, I've been a gigantic Pokemon nerd. I brought I brought freaking Pokemon plushies and, like, an Ultra she Ball did. with me to, like, hang out on the table with us. And, like, it was... This might be, I think, my favorite These Warriors Are Terrible campaign that we've done so far. So it, wow. it hit me really, really close. Like, I was like, wow, I'm in this world. It's amazing. It makes me, like, oh, it just blew my mind. I, I want more of this. That was my worry because there's so many, like, myself included, um, Pokemon fans playing yeah. that I was worried yeah. that I would, like, not be able to live up to the, the gravitas of the world. Like, you know when you're doing an exam and you forget everything that's on the exam mm-hmm. that you know you know? It was kind of like that when I was preparing and, and getting ready to do this. I was like, I know oh, man, I'm forgetting all these things about Pokemon because I haven't played red or blue in a long time. Mm. And uh, I'm glad I'm glad it worked out. Well, that's the thing. It's like these these franchises that we're touching on and we're playing these games that, uh, I mean, are ultimately fan fiction for each of these. Pokemon, Matrix, Star Wars, Marvel, uh, vid- just video games in general. Like with the stuff that we've been able to play, like we are taking a huge risk and in, 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 because people love these franchises too, like immensely. And, I mean, what's great about you guys as an audience that you – you embrace all our the games that we play, and you want to be able to hear more of it. So, I mean, I really hope. I mean, as even someone that's not even a Pokemon fan, I, I can tell just by watching these players play that there was a lot of fanboy, like like people were freaking out. You guys were freaking out at times in the game, and they're like, <gasps> like I see like just the shock on everyone's faces watching this. I'm like, okay, so I think I think we got something really special, was, and I was, hope you guys enjoyed it. It was so good, actually. I was I was slightly worried. That, like, when I heard that this was going to be a slightly darker, a little bit more, like, you know, de- well, just darker, just in general. When I heard that it was going to be slightly more serious in that sense, I was like, oh, no, I don't know if I'm going to Christopher like Nolan much. presents Pokemon. <laughs> yeah, Pokemon, like, yeah. <laughs> freaking explosions and, like, a 17-year-old girl, like, sh- like attending to shoot Gary Oak in a, like, play. Like, <laughs> all, prof- all of a sudden we hear Professor Oak. Oh, Why so serious? <laughs> <laughs> no, it was amazing. Like, freaking congratulations to you, man. Yeah, I-, I was, was blown good. away. That was good. I was just disappointed that Professor Oak didn't turn out to be the evil mastermind. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Where he awesome. the doors opened oh and you guys were all captured. And, but there's it ended always, up being, there's always Bly- the sequel. Who was the gym leader at Blaine. the end? Blaine. Blaine. I was expecting Oak to be the one who walked in there. Yeah. It was torturing all these kids. That would have been amazing. And on- oh, hello, trainers. Well, hello, trainers. <laughs> Turns out I'm going to fuck with your minds. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a complete psychopath. <laughs> Why so serious? And if only you had died at the end, I was really it would end with a phone call back to Oakwin. Well, that's a shame. As he's writing letters out to five more mailboxes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, wow. uh, um, on to our Ori. new members. Yeah, yeah. You're the first. This is the first time you get to play with us. Yes, yes, it was. I I, I found out or kind of volunteered to become a part of this episode, like. Hours ago. <laughs> so, that's awesome. So, I, well, first off, let's let, let let's touch on the fact that this is the first time you've played in this kind of a, a setting before in this kind of game. So, what do you think of that? Uh, well, not necessarily. I, I've had a little bit of experience with like just standard D and D before. Um, okay. But, like so, like tabletop. In general, like I, I haven't explored that very far, but mm-hmm. like I it's have a genre a, you're comfortable with. Yeah, I, right. I have a passing familiarity with it, and um, and especially with with Pokemon, like that also, like it's, it's these two things that like I've I've experienced before, but maybe not as deeply. Like I'm, I'm not a master at Pokemon, I'm not a master at D and D, but together I already understand how their mechanics work and how they work off of each other was really intuitive. So I I love that. That was awesome. Cool. Um, and just like seeing uh, a lot of risks kind of taken with that environment that I wasn't expecting, like uh, like I'm I'm used to you know you get into a, a trainer fight, uh, a trainer fights another trainer, their Pokemon do it, and you're not in any real danger. We kind of touched on that a little bit already, but now there's there's a little bit more depth. Like my character, like the trainer, has stuff to do. There's there's things can, that can affect him and his Pokemon. I'm kind of I have this greater sense of control than when I'm just playing, you know, standard D&D that I thought was really fascinating. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. If we'd had time and you hadn't uh, gotten and spent time on Gary, if you'd basically, like, ran away, I was going to have Brock give you each a badge because, oh. like, oh. it's, like, yeah, yeah. Fuck, solidarity. And uh, it would have been, like, uh, you know, it's hard to balance. One of the things that you're supposed to balance in this game and they suggest is 
create your cool story arc, but also everyone's goal is to become a Pokemon master. So there's the whole league battle out element to it. And it's like, mm. I just decided to go, fuck it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Like, no, we wait. We ultimately didn't have time. Uh, the the city was under siege. Everyone got captured. But yeah, that would have been cool. Yeah. That the gym badge is more than just uh, a, a a mark of being a master and joining up the league and going, but also a sign of you know solidarity against the government that's ruling over the country. That people would see this and secretly know, oh, you're in the underground. Mm. Right? Yeah. So, but, but yeah, like all all together, like I this is the most fun I've ever had in a tabletop experience ever. Like, wow. like it just like I maybe it's the group, maybe it's the game, like maybe it's the combination of things. But like I loved like the the energy of it. Like everybody was really into it. I've had games where like people are just kind of you know reading off sheets, and like the GM is really the one that's playing, and and everyone else is just kind of his pawns. Part of um, that's the format. Like I found that these words are terrible. It's it's cumulatively more fun than any of the long campaigns I played because you have four hours, so mm-hmm. there's no time to be doing that. So yeah, you just yeah. say, fuck it, and you, you take weird chances. You're like, like, what do you do? You're like, fuck it, yeah, I turn off his brain, right? Like, yeah, 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 in, a, yeah. in a normal long-form cam- cam- campaign, I don't think Shane would have done half the things he did. When, when he's there, I think you're looking at the clock going, okay, we've got 15 minutes left. All right, I attack the guards and go right into the power center all by myself. With my Kadabra. I think that a lot of us would have, like, if we had the time, we would have, okay, let's figure out the strategy. How do we want to be able to get down this hallway? Like, do we want to, like, There's do this? There's a rush and yeah. an, an entertainment of just, you know, you don't have time. Yeah. And, and your characters don't have time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, the, you're, you're, you're on the escape. They're going to catch you. What can you do now? And it was, mm-hmm. was kind of, uh, you know, you, you see the clock ticking, but... It's kind of um, realistic in that sense. Well, there's this kind of shared importance between your actions as a player and your actions yeah. as the character in the game. Like, we yeah. both we both have to act really quickly in these situations, yeah. and that creates more more chaos, you're more, more, in, more energy. You're acting more on instinct than logic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, yeah, like, I, I would have loved to have a bit more time to, like, prepare, like, an actual personality. I, I loved seeing the personalities that were emerging from people. People were really playing their roles perfectly turned out and, like, to be really like, well. Fucking kill Bill there near the end. <laughs> yeah, you kind of did. That was, yeah, jeez. Basically what ended up happening was, like, my my character, Lily, um, you know, she was kind of like a gigantic Professor Oak fanatic for whatever fucking reason. I have no idea. <laughs> Poor she, misguided child she, girl. She, yeah. she wanted, you know, and she was just like, when I grow up, I'm going to be a professor just like Professor Oak, you know, so I'm uh, totally, like, in awe of him when I finally meet him. And then... And the this, very first thing he does is send you to your death. And then the most ridiculous <laughs> shit happens, and all of a sudden Lily goes, oh, shit. This is really serious. This is some serious, like some serious shit going down. Like mm. I, 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 and suddenly she had to grow up like that. Yeah, yeah. And like, nothing uh, scared me more than you yelling at Shane. <laughs> and speaking of Shane, uh, Jesus Christ, dude. Let's move to Shane. What yeah. the hell? This is also your first time here on the Terrible yes, Warriors. Yes. What's your background first with role playing? Like with this genre of pencil, paper, dice, role playing games. Well. I'm I'm fairly new, but I I kind of feel like I was accelerated through a lot of the a lot of the a lot of the different types of pen and paper games out there because I, I maybe started three or four years ago, but since then just having being involved in a in a student club all about video games, I played Shadowrun, I played White Wolf, I played D and D, I played many different types of systems before, so I felt I felt comfortable with the mechanics. The only thing that was a little Odd, and I think, and I think I know. I personally started to do this, where having the trainer and the Pokemon be two mm-hmm. separate entities. Yeah, it kind of got to the point where I was having so much fun role playing the character I had in the Pokemon universe that my my Charmander and and Weedle, but Weedle, you know, had a much prom- bigger prominent role <laughs> yeah. just because of how the story developed. They were really like secondary characters, and it, it got to the point where I was like, yeah, I have a Charmander, but. I would rather be interacting in this world than having my Pokemon interact in this world. Yeah, I don't like the separation. Um, that's one of my biggest complaints at the rules. I've actually, like, I looked on the forums for this a little bit, and people complain about that too. The reason it's there I, is because if you have multiple Pokemon out, you got to blah, blah, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Yeah. You don't want to screw up turn order. But I, I think what I ended up doing was I, I just threw out most of the rules and just ro- role-played it. If you wanted your... Bulbasaur to run forward and then tackle. You really could because like, it's like, what's your movement speed on mm-hmm. Overland and Rock? Yeah. Like, I, I just, just, it's, it's more like I was playing this more like Pokemon the show and the movies than the games, and that anything can happen. Um, there's a lot going on. Um, 
you can have tag teams. There's just crazy shit going on that we just can't model in a game, and I don't really care to. I'd rather have a cool thing happen. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, and one of the things that I found, and maybe you felt this too, Ori, is when you enter into a new group that's already established, I like to try and feel my way around certain areas. So, like, before the podcast started, I'm like, like, what's the swear? Like, how, how far can yeah, we take this? Like, yeah. can, can we say fuck or, you know, do we have to try and keep it at a, at a certain rating? And, and I guess it kind of just started where where my character wasn't supposed to be as bad as he ended up turning. <laughs> no, you're just a snobby but, little brat. Yeah, don't yeah. you know who Joffrey, I am? Joffrey Bartholomew or Baratheon? Baratheon, Baratheon he, was, yeah. he was essentially the inspiration I had when <laughs> nice. I was going into this, where, where he was a kid who... You know, he thought he was the most important person in the world, and even though that wasn't true, he thought it, which ended up causing other people to think it, mm-hmm. which is how he was able to kind of talk his way past guards, and, and it just resulted in him, like, thinking he knew everything when he really didn't, which got everybody else into shit, but somehow he managed to come out unscathed at the end, and and it was just—I I, I had so much fun— because usually when you play a bad character, you start to feel bad because you're doing stuff and the party is hating you. But I, I'm, I, there was like there was a point in this time where I think everybody at this table was just giving me the middle finger, and I was like, yeah. yes. no, like, like literally, yes. like actually, like I wanted to take some video of that shit. Everyone at this table was literally giving you. Two yeah. but you didn't us, want to be burned alive like, in a room. Middle fingers. Like, you, you you had a sense of you know there was self preservation. There was a bit of little bit of honor there at the end maybe and but mostly self-preservation but you uh i don't think your character ever saw himself as the bad guy no no my right? character always like like when i was when when that whole situ- the the hostage situation happened with the Growlithe, my character's thinking was yeah i'm gonna lie to blaine and i'm gonna get out and then i'm gonna you know rescue them yeah. and that's how mm-hmm. that's how i would that's how my character would kind of rationalize doing what he did at that situation. Now, would he end up saving you guys? I don't know, but that's just what he was thinking at the time was, was I'm doing this for the greater good. Yeah. That, that was the hardest part part for me because the, the latter half of the campaign was all improvised. I wanted you to get to Pewter and talk to Brock, and then the plan was to like tell you about the power plant, um, tell you about the uh, Giovanni setup in the Indigo Plateau, and, uh, and allow you to decide kind of what was going on and what you are going to do. Um, and allude to some of the crazy shit that was going on that in there in the Pokemon Mansion, but I wasn't sure where it was going to go, um, and because of that, I didn't plan it. Right, mm-hmm. I'm not going to pigeonhole you guys. Yeah. And so, the I was like, okay, they're going to capture you because it just makes sense. You're swarmed and take you back. What would happen? Well, you'd probably be interrogated. That's what any regime would do. And I just had no idea because you guys were all so resolute together. I was like, fuck, I'm going to have to set Ori on fire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I was being a dick and just basically like trying to, I don't know. Goat people, yeah. yeah. I, I was actually really impressed at how resolute a team you guys were in the face of like overwhelming torture and pain. Yeah, even when the yeah. yeah. chain betrayed us and be like, oh, yeah, no, it's Professor Oak. And we're like, you dick! You son of a bitch! Yeah. The, <laughs> army of Clef- uh, the army of Jigglypuffs who came in and put you guys oh, all the yeah. yeah. was I, I loved how creepy that ended that up sounding. So I didn't know what Julian was doing, and a lot of what I was doing was just on the computer playing stuff on the fly. I tried to get as many sounds and music ready to go, but I didn't have anything for Jigglypuff because everything was right out of the game. It was all chiptune. And so I was like, okay, crap. And I just found it was it was a YouTube clip called Jigglypuff Sings for 10 Hours. Oh, my God. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I just opened oh, it up and hit play and I crossed awesome. my fingers that it was going to work. And it, and it was, was so creepy. creepy. It was yeah. so Did epic. you creepy. add any effects oh, no. to it? No, that was no, how the user wow. That's how Jigglypuff yeah. sounds. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm, I'm, I, I figured that's how it sounded, but it sounded like even more creepy because it like there was an echo to well, yeah, it. Yeah, because you guys and, were in yeah. the gym and yeah. you're surrounded by these oh, Jigglypuffs yeah. who just... And, and that's in Team Rocket's like, we're not going to kill you. We're not going to fight you. We're just going to bombard you with this sonic sound that you can't resist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was like, incredible. Like there was, there was some really like like that creepy stuff, and and things just things just escalated out of hand, and and I just remember when I threw the rock at the Pidgey, I'm like, I'm gonna throw a rock at this Pidgey, antagonize <laughs> it. This happens in the show, it happens in the Savari zone. There's yeah. nothing out of the ordinary, yeah. and so I throw the rock, and Steve ends up shiving the Pidgey. So I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, all bets are off. Like I'm gonna take you guys on a wild ride, and let's see how far I can take you. And that you. was never my intention. That was hilarious. Man, I, was, oh my I God. had no clue because I don't know what's in the show. I don't know what like Pidgey 
trees, whatever, whatever there are. Uh, and then all of a sudden, Tulin's like, well, you can stab it. You have a blade, arm blade. I'm like, all right, yeah, fine. Okay, yeah, that. okay, let's do it. That was, that was absolutely brilliant. <laughs> and then, and then well, all of a sudden, the reaction of everybody, like, what the With, fuck? Well, that's just I really it. Is, love, oh, sorry. Because, in, I mean, obviously in the game, as a trainer, when it comes to battle, you aren't in the battles. In the, in no. the game, it's all just the Pokemon. You're, the trainer himself is not actually really much of a character. Oh, and okay. You, so... You didn't know that, though, because you were coming in as a role player and yeah. someone who has virtually no knowledge of Pokemon and just doing what you felt would have been natural and in that situation. And that was situation. amazing. I think this wouldn't have been nearly as entertaining if everyone knew the yeah. world. And you, your not lack of knowledge mm. made it – you did things that no one would ever consider doing mm. because <laughs> you like, also then gave permission for everyone else to break those rules. To break the, uh, mm-hmm. I think if everyone around this table had been a diehard Pokemon fan, this would have played out like a diehard mm-hmm. Pokemon fan game. Yeah, and uh, because so. you didn't know those rules and you were asking questions and just doing what you thought. Well, I mean, I'm surrounded by a bunch of pigeons and I don't have time to get my Bulbasaur out, so I'll just stab it. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> yeah. You know, like why, why wouldn't you, right? Uh, yeah, and, I had and of course else everyone there was going done. like. What the fuck is going on? You can't. You, you can't. It's like a bitchy. It's so uninhibited. Really, I was like, yeah. yes, right. Yes. Yeah. I mean, my, my only option was I had a, was to punch it in the face. Sure, like, yeah. it was. So, so, so I, also, I just want to like point out we killed Gary Oak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was. We that was probably my people. My biggest like, disappointment in this game was uh, playing Professor Oak. I was mostly improvising everything I did. Obviously, I hadn't really had a chance to talk with Julian about his greater plans. It sounded like you guys did. And I didn't want to compromise his his (laughs) story or his plot. So Professor Oak ended up being a completely helpless character because he, he didn't... I, I didn't have anything to share with you, so all I was doing was fucking around with you. Oh, yeah. So it was but, beautiful. I was, was really awesome. hoping to fuck with Julian by having you guys... When I would talk about, oh, I sent my grandson off to go find some Team Rocket... What was his name again? And the first person who would say a name, if it was Gary, then it would have been Gary. Yeah, I would, I would have taken it. I would have said, if you had if said it had been any, Yeah, if you had said <laughs> If it was anything like else, Dick Monkey, <laughs> it would have been Dick Monkey. My old grandson, Dick Monkey. <laughs> and then I would have, and Gary would have still referred to himself as Gary when you met up with him at the gym. But we would have referred to him as Dick, Dick Monkey. Exactly. And I just, uh, that, I was really looking forward to making uh, that a thing. But I wanted, I wanted Gary to be a constant thorn in your side, just like he is in the game. Like, if this oh were a longer God. campaign, I would have kept yes. him coming back for more. Mm. Yeah. Um, with, with better programs. Pokemon each time and crazier weird shit. Mm. Like you were gonna see some weird mutations and grafts. Um, and if we do continue, maybe this, we'll see Gary again, yeah. like Raiden from uh, Metal Gear, brought back. Nah. Yeah. 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 Fucking Robo Gary. I, I thought that was a really cool moment, just because uh, it really introduced like what the scale was of the game. Like like everyone expects Gary. Like if you're familiar with Pokemon, you expect Gary to like be like, oh, I'll beat you next time, and and kind of bugger off. But then. Like, to just see him get gunned down by, like, a swarm of, of Team Rocket SWAT dudes. Almost pointlessly, too, at the very beginning. Yeah, just, yeah. It's, like, it's like this huge battle that you just went through. Like, and he, had, he felt like such a huge, like, final boss encounter. And to see him just, like, kind of swatted away, like, he was nothing. Like, really felt like, oh, shit, this is a really serious shit that we got into. Like... Like, we're, of course, we're probably not going to survive this. Then Shane fit into, oh, we're looking for a new Gary. And yeah, I could just see Shane going back to Professor Oak and be like, Grandpa, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, what was your name again? Well, I, mean, I, I fundamentally, the third. It, was, it was important for me to play a completely sci- sociopathic Professor Oak. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Who sends little children sociopathic, out to yeah. like, here's a Pokedex and one Pokemon. Now go out into the world and fight a bunch of wild animals. I do like how it turned out because, like, yes, traditionally, Poke- like, Pokemasters are all, like, teenagers and kids. Um, but I was I was thinking because it was a slightly darker setting, you guys probably would pick older characters, but you didn't. No. And so it made it mm-hmm. extra creepy. Right? Like yeah. 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 did we ever say on air like how old like I I was fourteen years we old. We mentioned like, it a few times. Yeah. Like I mentioned I know yeah, I know you mentioned when we were fourteen, I was fifteen. Thirteen. Yeah. 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 I was fifteen. So Justin, as someone who observed like this is a weird role for these words are terrible for the first time, what do you this, think? Yeah, well this this was I think a first when we said we want to do Pokemon. I was kind of in the same boat as Steve, and I didn't want to have two people on the show who were um, 
unaware of the universe. And on top of that, I've kind of been playing a whole lot of games with you guys recently. So I wanted to take a step back. And Shane has uh, a huge history with with Pokemon and and like Cassie and a big fan who understands sort of the universe we're in. And I was like, you know, let's introduce some more blood into into the show, see what it's like. Which meant we still have to use this studio, which I still had to be here, a part of, of providing. So. I decided, well, why don't I sit behind the glass and play a little bit of radio drama, mm. add some sounds, some music, and I don't – did it work? Oh, yeah. Dude, yeah it it totally the music and sound effects really added to the experience. It, honestly, it was getting a little the, repetitive. So well, no, actually, there was moments when you would, the, when the music had turned off that, and we were still, like, battling. I'm like, crap, where's the music? It's just like, I, I, I need the music. music. I need the music. Like, the, 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 the moment. Yeah. It really does keep you in the yeah, moment. That's good. It was that's so cool. good. Yeah. You know, maybe that's, maybe that's uh, something to keep in mind now in, in future. Although – because it was Pokemon, we were basing it off of Red and Blue. It was uh, you've already got so much to work. Yeah, from. Yeah, there's a lot yeah, of the effects sounds, and uh, stuff. Yeah, we got we have a, a now banned app that you can't find because it's been pulled from the store that had all those Pokemon sounds. That I was yeah. Playing. Oh really? So mm. if you're a frigging diehard at home, I did not play random Pokemon sounds. Those were the Pokemon from the Pokédex. Those yeah. were accurate when when they were making those sounds. Yeah. Um, and and the same thing, like I just got all the songs from Red, had them labeled for location. I didn't know where Julian was going to take us, so we ended up at the power station. Hey, well, start playing that music. That little creepy music at the end <laughs> was the music that would play at that location, which really fit in with like the creepy like just interrogation scene oh, yeah. that we were. Oh, it, just, yeah. like, it just fit yeah. perfectly. I mean, there were a few places where I changed it around. I used yeah. uh, I used mm-hmm. the um, Team Rocket hideout song a lot when they mm-hmm. were ransacking cities, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that was really Team good. Rocket so, isn't ransacking cities in the game, so. Yeah, yeah. so so basically, um, for, for those who want to know what the premise was and what was going on, um, you know, they, they, Brock kind of explained it. That was, you know, the experimentation, the furthering of the Mewtwo uh, creation. But the ultimate goal was to create perfect clones of Mew um, and perfect clones of Mewtwo now that they'd seen his power. And, uh, and it was just like this... But by by art, through all kinds of means, be it genetic, be it mechanical. So they were just fusing Pokemon and be like, oh, okay, this now has Psybeam. Awesome. Okay, that's experiment one. We know how this works. So there's going to be like crazy chimeras left, right, and center. Um, but I really wanted to explore that deeper, the whole like Mew, Mewtwo duality and the the darkness of the, like their potential, but like what they represent and how that's being abused, and mm. get into kind of like the more esoteric, philosophical nature of Pokemon and how there's that like culture of worship around them. Like mm. Zapdos, um, you know, is a legendary Pokemon. This is a creature that ended up giving itself over to you willingly because it knew the scope of what was going on. The Gravitas; these things are hyper intelligent. So, are you saying I didn't need to use a master bomb? No, you really didn't. Oh, you, it, wow. was, it was it was oh. docile. So we could have that it kind of just like knowingly like it gave itself to us. Yeah. Yeah. So now here's a question: Was this the original story idea that you had in mind when uh, when you thought of it with uh, uh, me and Cassie? I, I basically thought um, when we were there, I was like, I really want to explore the the darker side of Team Rocket. Like these are even in the games, the reason uh, Ditto exists is because they were trying to make crazy shit, right? Yeah. They were trying yeah. to clone Mew. That is why Ditto exists. Yeah. And so um, they're obviously making, like, doing experiments on Pokemon. They're obviously mistreating them and doing horrible things. And I want to, like, my, my what if was, what if that was taken a step further and they'd actually gained power? And the reason um, Giovanni ended up having all this power is because he was successful in a lot of his cloning events. And so it was definitely, like, that's where the, the timeline split. There was no successful Red because Red was gunned down in that strike. You know, when, when Gary betrayed them, Red died, right? Mm. Ash slash Red. There, there was no Satoshi playing this game, right, mm. in this world. And so you guys had to fill that role. And in a world without a hero like Ash, what happens? It falls to shit. Mm-hmm. And and that's kind of where where I wanted to play with that. Like, I didn't even know that. I, it's, I didn't even know Ash existed in this uh, version of, uh, of Pokemon. Well, you so would, I Professor Oak had sent... Multiple. Two kids off, just like the beginning of of how the game was, oh. and then lost contact with them and everyone else he sent afterwards. Wow! And uh, that was all I had known going in. So I had sounded like, yeah, Ashes, he died. Oh, wow. <laughs> he died. I was hoping I was hoping it would be a subtle thing that players would pick up, like yeah. 
there's Gary, but there's no Ash, and a bunch of people are dead. What kind of happened there? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So maybe the the audience picked that up. If they didn't, they've got the explanation yeah, now. Yeah, you know, yeah. and 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 it's kind of a little Easter eggs. You know, spoiler alerts. Uh, but the uh, it was fun for me sitting behind the glass playing music in that. I got to be like a live studio audience and kind of listen and see how things go and see the sort of a pace of of a game from the outside. And um, I mean, I've listened to our recordings online. I've yeah. edited shows after the fact, but to, you know, kind of but watch it live it, and yeah, be able it, to interact and every now and then call you guys up on the Pokedex and annoy the hell out of you. That was, <laughs> you were so you, you were an interactive oh. uh, live audience member. We never member. saw it was any wonderful. more Nurse Joy. We never saw the police officer either. Officer. Yeah. Oh, Jenny. Jenny. Maybe yeah. we'll see Officer Jenny sometime. Oh. I, was, uh, I was actually contemplating naming the pistol that I had picked up from that guard, <laughs> Jenny. Jenny. I was Jenny. contemplating calling you her Jenny. You always name your pistols after, uh, after somebody. We called the Jimmy and then we had the Jenny. <laughs> the Jim Bob. I just I really want to revisit this because Pokemon's such a rich source material for for so when you look at these towns, right? They're called them cities, but there's like five fucking houses in a t- in a city. Yeah. yeah. Um and but what I like about it is what they represent, right? They're all different themes, different things, and really you guys stopped through two locations, three locations out of the like potential hundreds within Pokemon. We could have gotten as granular or as big as we wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and there's a lot to be And there's the whole meta subtext of growth, of like you want to grow your trainer, you want to grow your Pokemon, yeah. you want to grow as a kid, like that coming into adulthood thing. Like you put it perfectly, Cassie, with your character that, that she, like, she literally had to grow up and she had to grow up fast. And I think that's what Pokemon represents um, on a, on like a deeper story level and how that, you know, the traveling the journeys and the parallels between trainer growth, emotional growth and, and the bond between man and Pokemon and all that. <laughs> like that's I, I wanted to keep that as the core tenet. Like if everything else was thrown away, that's what I wanted to take out of this change and this adaptation. Mm. Steve, like I guess what was your favorite part about this campaign and what was a part that you could honestly just do with it? Um, I think it was probably when we hit uh, Brock's gym. That was probably my favorite. Not just because we got to kill people or whatever, but it was sort of, it was sort of a very weird situation that it was like the first time that we kind of got into a full-on battle. Yeah, from the moment you walked in the supply door to yeah. when you got captured by the Jigglypuffs. Yeah, that was, was probably... Kind of an extended encounter that never stopped. Yeah. 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 It was that to me was probably the coolest part. Like even even not really knowing what was going on or knew who Gary was, just seeing everybody's reaction to Gary as he showed up. Smug asshole coming in, giving a slow clap. Really, you're doing a slow clap, you little punk. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Like I'm, and then. I, it was just – it was really cool to be able to uh, kind of see that. What my grandson doing? Like it, it, it honestly – it was at that moment. It was – I can't remember the exact moment, but it was it was during that episode that I was like, okay, I now see the uh, – I now see why you guys love Pokemon so much because uh, to me it was like, wow, this is actually a really cool story with a lot of uh, history into it. And that's why I love it. But that's why – as a writer and as a reader, I love anything that exp- that uh, there's that creates a world that there's so much in the world that that you can kind of come up with story it ideas from. In. It was so lived in that it was like it, w- it when I start thinking of ideas for uh, stories within that world, that's when you that's when I know okay, this world has me hooked. And I started like thinking of like. Oh, I wonder if maybe this could have happened in this world or this city or this. Like, I was I was starting to like come up with. I'm like, okay, I I get it. I see the fandom of it. Um, would I want to go back into or actually start like fresh and in, in, in from the very beginning? I could definitely see that as a possibility. Um, I, I don't know. I I really don't because it's it's again. It was sort of like an era that kind of passed me by, and the only reason like I wouldn't get the nostalgic factor of playing it as well, you guys. Well, X and Y comes out later this year. Mm-hmm. Get a 3ds. Yeah. Well, maybe yes, I guess. If this wasn't uh, these words are terrible campaign, um, or like if it wasn't the first Pokemon campaign, I probably wouldn't have started with giving you starters and the whole Professor Oak ritual. Mm-hmm. I think it needed to happen to frame the campaign and mm-hmm. for familiarity for for mm-hmm. the audience. Yeah. yeah. But um, I would probably just let you pick your Pokemon. Um, from like a reasonable list of G one, yeah. and make your backstories and go because everyone wants to see the cool attacks. Like it kind of sucked for the first little bit that everyone just had tackle. 
And it's like, <laughs> tackle, yeah. tackle, 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 tackle. Yeah, no one yeah. used a combat stage modifier. No one used, like, growl or tail whip or anything like it, that. It seemed kind of, yeah. like, frivolous, like, where, like, there are real things happening. Like, it, it's more worth it to me to, like, yeah. completely destroy this guy's rib cage than, yeah. it, is, than yeah. it is to slightly I'm not thinking about cool moves because I'm yeah. physically on this yeah. battlefield and that guy's holding a gun and he's going to light me on fire. And well, yeah, even, yeah. even just me looking at, like, uh, just my own, real. the one I used, I didn't use any other Pokemon other than Bulbasaur and I was surprised that he stayed, stayed alive for the entire thing. Um, but but that's you ended the, up having the most. Like, you had four by the end, right? I had, well, I had Bulbasaur, I had a Pidgey, I had an, uh, an Ekans, or is that how you pronounce it? Ekans, sorry. And a Weedle. I had I had four. You had four. Yeah, you'd captured the two, you stole one. Attached to stole one, and then in my original Bulbasaur, but I never used them, and that was the thing. Like, I was I was looking at the, the power-ups that Bulbasaur had, and I'm like, Okay, well, uh, like, Absorb is cool. Well, that's, that's the but... difference, right? In a video game, you are constantly cycling through because you want to level them up. You want to grind up right. their experience mm-hmm. and you want to have – because you, you, you need a, a team of variety. Yeah, well, for me, In Bulbasaur – it was more like Bulbasaur was your buddy. Bulbasaur made sense. Like Bulbasaur you was the jump one that on people had and maul their faces. Yeah, the Bulbasaur <laughs> was the most effective. And I, I looked at the other ones. I even like because uh, Julian had made stats for the the Pidgeys, and I was like, no, that doesn't really. It's not going to work in this situation. So I just kept Bulbasaur out. Like there was moments I was like, yeah, I could have pulled back Bulbasaur and brought in another uh, Pokemon, but I don't think I was looking at. It. Mm. Yeah, in the game, um, the way the strategy works in the game is you look at your opponent. What type is your opponent's Pokemon? What do you have to counter that? That's like you use the resistance weaknesses chart like nobody's business. Yeah, like, to figure out. like yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So, but in this, it just didn't really matter. Like the, yeah. there were some awesome super effectives that changed the tide of battle, and not very effectives that didn't. Mm-hmm. And that's what I wanted out of it. But like, I didn't want to be like, oh, okay, yeah. he's got a rock, so you know, it's fine. here comes my fire Pokemon or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Like it doesn't make sense. Yeah. So and mm-hmm. I mean, Erica, then all right, your your favorite part. Uh, uh, on this campaign, and if you went back and did it again, what might you have done differently? I think my favorite part was definitely when we got into the power plant because it definitely felt like a free for all at that point. <laughs> there were just so many changes going on, and there were so many what the Open fuck all moments. the pokeballs, let yeah. them all out. <laughs> it really was like literally speaking. Even there's um, no more trainer rules. Yeah, it was it was just ridiculous, and I I liked that it was so open ended in that way, and. I just, I don't know. I couldn't really hate anyone at that point because it's like, I, I, what would you do in that situation? You know, what would you really do? Um, I, I really like how it opened up like that. Um, it kind of amazed me and it kind of intimidated me even a bit. And I, I like that. I like feeling intimidated when I play. It's a nice challenge. Um, and I mean, we always have those moments in our campaigns where someone is just going to go batshit crazy, you know, and this is already a very crazy game, but there's always going to be someone who becomes a traitor. There's always going to be someone who's just, you know, like that interrogation scene when, you know, the guards like, who's going to talk? And then I hit the sound of the growling Pokemon. Everyone's just silent. And you guys sounded terrified. Yeah. Yeah. Like there was a sense of real dread. Like we're tied to chairs. We've got no Pokemon. We've got no tools. We've got no way out. They're just going to torture us. Yeah. This is going to happen this way. I, I like the fear because, I mean, the series is very sugar-coated. You, you, like, it, it's like a dream for me to be a Pokemon trainer, but I didn't really quite feel like a Pokemon trainer in the way that I had imagined I would. And I like that. You know, I like that element of surprise. Uh, I think the the only thing I can really say that I would have changed is, like, I would like it to be longer, to be honest. Yeah. I didn't have enough time to really, like... Um, not only get to know all the players, but get to know my Pokemon as well and mm-hmm. become as attached mm-hmm. to my Pokemon. Usually I have a really emotional element when I'm playing the games. Um, and I didn't feel quite as much of an attachment well, yours as I would have liked to. Well, you were That's true. So, I yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that, that makes you <laughs> feel really true. attached. Yeah. 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 The, uh, yeah, you guys all started off very starry-eyed. We're going to go on an adventure. Exactly. It's going to be great. Arm in arm. Let's throw rocks at pigeons. You know, let's have a good time. <laughs> and... Uh, 
And then it started getting very serious Five and very seconds real. later, yeah. Steve's hands are covered right. in pigeon yeah. blood. <laughs> yeah. Well, even then, it's sort of like, oh, man, kids will be kids. But <laughs> then things started getting very real. And, and, yeah. and, and once you guys were captured, it was sort of, you know, again, part of growing up real quickly. It wasn't the training stories you had been told. This wasn't, yeah. like, the stories you had grown up on. This was... Mm-hmm. Real and it was and it was yeah. and it was horrible and scary. This wasn't your childhood's Pokemon. No. No, no, not at all. But that's what I liked about it. So, any yeah. closing thoughts, everybody? Well, I was just going to move around because oh, we still sure, have yeah. some time. We got. Uh, I mean, with sure. Cassie, what was your your favorite part of the campaign? What would you want to do over if you if you could take something back? So, my favorite part, I'd have to say, is. I mean, just personally for for me, when when suddenly like my character snapped. Oh, and yeah. it was like, and 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 you know, it was like, you know what? Fuck it! You're you're putting my friends in danger. You're putting me in danger. Uh, you know, I'm pointing this gun at Gary Motherfucking Oak right now. Yeah, and yeah. and that one of the scary. reasons why why it was so amazing for me is because, like, in my head, my character is fucking terrified. Yeah, absolutely mm-hmm. fucking terrified, and. It's been a really long time since I played a campaign where I felt so intensely. And it was that moment that I was like, wow, this is some intense shit right here. This is some intense shit that I'm feeling. This is amazing. And it would have been totally hilarious if I missed that shot. It just would have been totally <laughs> oh, yeah. pathetic. I almost got expected it because like, and that's what I love about it. It came down to a real, honest, raw dice roll. Yeah. No modifiers, no anything yeah. else. You had to roll that dice and just shoot and shoot and ask questions later roll the two and it could have hit steve yeah yeah (laughs) no and and you know this is like this is and 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 my character was a little bit older my i this is a 17 year old girl you know she was like very sheltered and you know hadn't gone on her pokemon journey but she'd always wanted to and suddenly professor oak calls her and she's like starry-eyed and crazy and this is a 17 year old girl who has absolutely no training with a firearm no not at all but like shit's gotten real and, you know, my comrades are in danger. I'm in danger. These crazy fucking people are, like, doing horrible things to people in Pokemon. You know, all of a sudden, this switch went on, and my character was... This is actually something I've never done with a character before. Yeah, it was great. It was, yeah. It was really... That was a, that, yeah, that was a turning it point. It felt amazing, and I think that's probably why that that part right there, that moment, was my favorite part. Because it, it was a real experience for me. And it almost I really, really enjoyed it. It almost as if like you had some like childhood rage against Gary all along, and you're like, <laughs> who doesn't? Like I would, you're who like, this is my it? chance. Honestly? This is my moment. Like, how could chances? you betray oh, your grandfather? You may try to shoot my friends, but you'll never take our freedom. I'm gonna fuck you up, Gary. <laughs> Come at me, bro. <laughs> yeah. So Ori, same question. Uh, yeah, I don't mean to, like, parrot that, but, like, definitely when the moment Gary, like, entered the, the situation, like, I felt like, like, that was such a grand, like, set piece, like, before... There was an entrance. Yeah, yeah. like, before, before then, like, you know, we, we met Brock, but, like, Brock, uh... He was a damsel in distress yeah. with a giant yeah. onyx. Like he was just—he was just a, like another like information character. Like, like oh, this is happening. You need to follow me. Let's go do this. Um, but then, like when when Gary showed up, like, he wasn't there to was, give any information. So more, no, he was so much more important to uh, to what was happening, and like so much more of a threat that like that's literally when everyone's like true personalities and characters really emerged. Like that was when. When when Cassie's character changed from like the uh, the like starry eyed person who was just really nerding out and like really shy to like like when she that like back and forth that was happening between Gary and and her when you're she's not got gonna the gun. shoot me you're just yeah. like yeah. I'm, I'm literally like like go, like my head's <laughs> darting back and forth like I feel like I'm really there and like there's a awesome. gun like like all of this chaos is happening a Weedle just like. Evaporate. Yeah. yeah. And like, oh, and like yeah. on paper, like, who cares about a Weedle? But there's like, dead, just like this. There's dead rocket soldiers. There's. Yeah, everything. yeah. And, and like, that kind of happened again once we got Rubble to the. from the Onyx. Yeah. Once we got <laughs> to the. Uh, does that actually, does, does that actually Brock, happen that Pokemon die? In, no. 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 There's, there's, oh, no. There's, there's, actually, yeah. there's actually no oh, game geez. over. Uh, there, oh, the, the, wow. the worst that happens is your team faints and you. Just you lose half you, your money. You yeah, lose half your money and you go back to the Pokemon Center. Yeah, you wow. get it, but you do it all over again. Yeah, that's why like, there is no 
there, there's no fail condition in Pokemon. There's no mm-hmm. death. There's no Wait. real violence, especially among any people. It's, it's wow. just animals fighting until they pass out. Yeah, mm. and that's Basically. it. I also liked like my, my, one of my little touches with Brock was just like his his focus on the dedication and the duty of of, of his role in this world. So, like he's gonna have Onyx drop a fucking boulder um, tomb on these corpses without any care for you guys because they are the threat. But then at the at the same time, like like his that didn't change who he was. Like he was put yeah. in a, like a darker situation. But and like my uh, my Evie was kind of caught in the crossfire, mm-hmm. and then like immediately after, but without me even provoking him, he comes over with a potion and is like, "It's like sorry about that." Like like he Love care that. he cares yeah. more, but like he has such a reverence for Pokemon. Yeah, and like and that just came out like immediately. Like I get it. Like even if I am not familiar with Brock's role in like the the games or the cartoon. Is like that. I understand who you are now, mm-hmm. and like when we're when we were stealing Pokemon and in his like complete like disgust over that. Like, what are you guys doing? Like, yeah, like it, it was it was very cool to see that. Like, uh, the characters were yeah. really. It was that hard. was my fault. That was like I, I didn't say, know what to do. It was really well, hard like, to role yeah. play that from a GM perspective because like I Steve, I expected you to know a little bit more about Pokemon than I thought you did. Like. Just like, but I, I also think that you, probably, you were probably fucking with me a little bit with your character, um, which is fine. I, I thought that was tiny fun. bit, but not really. But there was there were moments where I'm like, you have to. Know what this. would people? What would people in this world do if they saw someone? It's like in this world, if you saw someone like wandering around, be like taking things off stands or like fruit stands, and it's like mm. not even not like he's doing something secretly. Like eh, I'll take this watermelon. Yeah, I'll shoot this guy. Yeah, I'll stab this dog. <laughs> what? How would people react to that? Like, like just with complete and utter disgust and shock. But like, it's that also would someone intervene? Probably not, because you're like. This guy's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know. I, I actually, like, I, I did honestly think it's like, okay, well, if there's no trainer anymore, does that mean that I could just steal the, the, the Pokemon? Sure, but from Brock's worldview, the Pokemon don't belong to the trainer. See, I the didn't know. Pokemon I had always choose thought it was, it's to a, be with that trainer. It's, it's a partnership, uh, but yeah, but they're like, they're free and individual, free thinking creatures. See, I had and no so, idea about that. Sure, the Team Rocket people were most likely mistreating the the uh, Ekin. Yeah, Ekin. yeah, and and and, and and just because that all it meant was the Ekins could just go back to living in the wild and and mm. and, and, and have a, a peaceful existence. Like and, he's he's free from like his subjugator. Yeah. Like when we saw that exactly happen with with Blaine, like as soon as Blaine is like no longer in control, his all his Pokémon Pokemon are just out of here. Like they, they weren't your enemies they at any point. Like, no. They, wow. they they're had, doing they're, what they're they were, told they were because there they, have, they were trapped. Yeah. They were as much a prisoner to the situation as you guys were. Oh, yeah. I had no idea. Yeah. And Blaine uh Blaine's Pokémon weren't uh modded in any way. He he didn't go participate in the experiments because he loves his Pokémon too much. Like he's a He's one of those prideful people who like prides himself on his crazy rapidash, and mm. he's he's all about that shit. So he didn't want impurities. Like he, he's so about that's why to, they, like, they the just natural it. sort yeah. of approach. So they like, just booked yeah. it because they're like, "What the fuck? Yeah. Gotta get out of here." <laughs> all right. said, Pokemon are way more intelligent than your average animal. They're oh, way more okay. aware. Yeah, oh, like okay. they, they're they're more cognitive. They 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 understand their surroundings. Some they of them are as or more as intelligent person. than a human. The only difference is they just don't have the Speech. the language capacity. Yeah. Okay. And some, some can speak, right? Some, like telepathically. Yeah, yeah. Oh, telepathically. Wow. I didn't know that. Okay. So uh, keep around the circle. Then we got Shane. Uh, yeah. Your this campaign. What here? Like we're talking really less about what we liked and didn't like. More what resonated. I, I I think the point that that at least my my character got to was it was it was when we were getting interrogated and. And and Julian just kept saying like, "Who's gonna talk? Who's gonna talk?" And I was looking around the table, and I'm just like, "If I do this, like, I'm crossing a line. And once I cross this line, like, there's really nothing I can do." And then Ori got lit to... on fire. And then he got yeah, lit on fire. Yeah. Man. <laughs> and and so I'm like, and then and then my character's just thinking, "Oh shit! Oh shit! Oh shit! I don't want this to happen to me." And I just it felt like that's I guess that's when my character like crossed the dark side fully because just a few minutes ago I have this I have this Weedle. That I've just captured, that I just kind of blindsided with a pokeball, sacrifice itself for me, and and you know, ten minutes later, here I am going, fuck all you guys, I'm out of here. Like I gotta survive. I don't want none of this. Mm-hmm. So I just that I I really like that moment. 
for for my character because that's when really all of you guys, as you correctly did, just gave me the finger and like you are awful. Like we don't want nothing to do, and and you shouldn't because who my character was like he would totally have sold you out if he had the chance to. Mm. And Dude, you, you know, played that character like absolutely brilliantly. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It, was it was brilliance. It was. It was. It was. It, everyone had. Uh, to greater or lesser degrees, an arc that they all went through in the in these four mm. hours. And that was really uh, cool to see, and 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 that's really ultimately what Pokemon is always about yeah. is that arc of that growth, of that evolution of the trainer as much as the Pokemon, right? But for me, I mean, as much as I say we gotta stop doing the shopping scenes in every yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Warriors episode, the um the the way you guys played it out though, after you got your starters and you went to the store and you're buying all your items, we're gonna go on a trip you know get your don't forget to bring some rope and get your potions and i want to have this you guys were you're so naive of all the horrible being used because it was either destroyed or there was no time you're just terrified there was no foreshadowing what was going to happen you all head on the route one and the music's playing and oh there's some pidgeys over there and you get into the forest and you're capturing some things in the forest and 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 then you know by the end you'd been through so much together and you're all bickering together. And you're sort of even even with Shane, he's he's got the Zapdos. He's kind of helped save everyone. He ended up fighting against Rocket, even if he's a shitbag. And he's still, I think, as an observer watching, part of the team. Whether you guys mm. necessarily like him as a friend or not, he's part of the team now. Yeah. And and it was sort of you guys were all like I kind of see after the camera faded to black and we went over to to uh, see the bad guy foreshadow the future, I'm seeing you guys walking to the exit of the power station, heading down the next route to the next town, and you're all just kind of pushing each other and bickering. Yeah. And, oh, no, you can't do that, Steve. That's wrong. And you're a shitbag, Shane. We're going to keep you around. And, 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 and I got a Lily, motherfucking Zapdos. Lily's yeah. Yeah, yeah. much more growing up in the group and has taken a leadership role. And everyone sort of they found where their place is in the group. It's and, like it's like the Goonies version of. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I would love to see this exact team come back and, and and see them again because they've they've been through hell now. Yeah, and Team Rocket's still there, and 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 things haven't gotten better. You've mm. just stopped them, I, and oh, there's more Pokemon to find. Yeah, yeah. Oh, but yeah. you got to finish your Pokedex. I thought yeah. it was really like I felt so like interested in the team's dynamic by the end, like what we had reached, mm. like like for for Shane's character like, he's like we, we he, saved sold, you. he sold us out but then he like kind of saved us like he's still on the team and we did know, he save you but, or did he always intend to come back and there rescue was definitely, you there was definitely like a selfish angle there that we all was totally transparent you see how do we do about that as a sure. team we need him he has a zapdos well, what can we possibly sure, do but you've we seen can't... him when you guys entered the first city and you bluffed through the gate you've seen how good of a liar he is yeah and he like, convinced you all he'd betrayed you and he didn't leave the station. Mm. He went and attacked and stuck around and helped you. So mm-hmm. did he actually betray the group? I have no idea, actually, yeah, as an observer. I think my, my character felt as, as if it's like, all right, you know what? You you helped us, but I still don't trust you 100%. I'm going to yeah. keep a close-ass eye on you, you yeah. bastard. So my, my favorite moment in the whole fucking campaign was, you know, you guys were battling Gary and and you're sending Bulbasaur at him, and he's getting like <laughs> slashed. Sorry, Charmander's <laughs> slashing him, yeah. and Bulbasaur is going for this crazy tackle. And Gary's just like laughing because mm-hmm. he knows what he has, and you don't. Mm-hmm. And so he's like, this fucking Magnemite's like, oh, Magnemite's gonna attack. He's almost dead. Boom! Mm-hmm. Like Psybeam and. Everyone's dread at that moment. Like, everyone who understood the gravitas of that, the general reaction was actually amazing. And then the poor little Weedle. Like, oh, yeah. but like, I hadn't thought about that, that Shane had only just blindside captured him and, that and, afternoon. And you guys have yeah. caught, like, two Pokemon, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, each yeah. Pokemon is incredibly special and important. And the and this, 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 you know, it spoke to a lot of things about Pokemon, right? Like, the, the loyalty mm-hmm. and the, 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 importance that they serve and to be just decimated to be just like destroyed and disintegrated to be on nothingness was like a very mm. symbolic gesture um so i think that's our time thank you again for everybody for playing yeah um, thank you thank for you so much yeah. I had a lot of fun so. I, I i have to say like i i agree with erica i think the only thing i didn't like is that it wasn't long enough i want more of this yes i want to explore my friendship with my squirtle i want to do this more mm. 
I love the fact that the, yeah, that, that is that we always want to play more within yeah. these worlds. So that's that to me is the the ultimate kind of satisfaction to have of these wars are terrible so and hopefully it makes other people who listen to this want to play in this world oh well. totally mm. oh yes yeah um, it just makes me want to actually want to go watch Pokemon the first <laughs> yeah. oh my god yes definitely. yeah I'll definitely check it out uh, alright so for uh I wanted to be able to thank uh, our sponsors for this episode, OffWorldDesign.com. Use coupon code BROHOOVES at checkout. You'll be able to get a discount on whatever you order there, which is some amazing merch. Also, NobleKnight.com. We wouldn't be here without them. Uh, they have some amazing books that you can be able to get. Uh, we're out of print. is available again. And uh, you can be able to get some good stuff there. So, f- uh, for these Warriors are Terrible, we have been... Uh, <laughs> Erica Sailor's son, she's Sabo. <laughs> Cassie Casabella Choo Ori Falconer. Shane, it was all part of the plan, Flynn. (laughs) (laughs) Justin, Mr. Ecock. And our GM? Julian, no Pokemon were actually harmed during the producing of this episode. That's a lie, you know it. That's a lie, (laughs) you know it. Uh, And I have been Steve Snowball Sailor uh, saying, gotta catch them all. Yeah. You have just listened to This Week in Geeks. These warriors are terrible. Did our terrible warriors succeed in saving the day? Did someone do something completely insane and stun the GM into a stupefied silence? And lastly, did someone get punched square in the goodie bags? Also, are there any settings or RPG systems you'd like the terrible warriors to visit? Do you have your own shameful, awesome, or just plain silly RPG adventures? Tell us with a comment on this episode post, or email us at feedback at thisweekingeek.net. Until next time, geeks and gamers, the dice has been put away, the books back on the shelf, and the Cheetos stuck to the floor. For these warriors are terrible!